Hello and welcome back to the Satellite Connection, where we're keeping you connected to the Satellite Ministry wherever you may be. In today's episode, we're going to pick up where we left off last time in our conversation with Brandon Thompson. You're going to learn more about Brandon's relationship with Jesus, and you'll get to hear a wide variety of advice about life. So, let's get ready and let's get connected. Tell us about your relationship with Jesus. Um, so kind of where it started or where it is currently? or I mean, we can, we think, can do all of it. If, well, but what, just start with when did, it, when did it begin and then go into like where and what were the circumstances of it. Okay, so uh, when I was young, like elementary school, um, I lived in Porterville. Parents were working all the time trying to make ends meet. And so my grandmother was really involved in church at the Porterville Nazarene Church. And so... She had offered to, for my parents to come get us on uh, Wednesday nights. It was like children's group. They would take us over to church. And so I don't remember what grade I was in. I remember it, though. I remember it starting like second or third grade. You started you're going young. To, yeah. yeah. Very young. Yeah. yeah. Started going to church. Um, I don't remember specifically like a date and time when I accepted Christ, but it was somewhere in there, you know, a summer camp or, or something. But um, I remember accepting Christ and then kind of just working from there. Uh, we stayed in the Portable Church until I left for college. And even after college, when I would visit, it was my home church. Mm. So um, kind of a Sunday school raised Christian, always had like, you know, the felt boards and all the stuff that you remember all the Bible stories <laughs> oh, by. Yeah. Old school. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I had a, an outstanding um, experience in junior high and high school ministries. Uh, we had a pastor that was, um, we're still, he's still there. But he 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 was very uh, sports oriented, so he was a soccer player who um, ended up getting injured and found found his calling through his injury, and so he was a collegiate soccer player and a phenomenal athlete and still is, and so that connected with me because I love playing sports, you know, and so it was church, and then as soon as church was over on junior high night, it was some kind of sport. Roller hockey, football, baseball, we'd make a game. It didn't matter what it was, and all of a sudden, we're just flying all over the place. So it was just right up my alley. So that really helped me grow and say, like, um, all the cool things that we can discuss and be a part of each other's life as Christian men and still play sports while doing it. So that kind of really built a foundation to where that's that kind of set me. College uh, was good. Going to a private Christian university was great. Um I also was very busy, again, found things to do that were occupy my time. I was working a lot, and so I stopped going to chapel. Like, that was the first thing to go. <laughs> just because I just, I don't want to say I wasn't interested in it, but it just wasn't really speaking to me, this huge auditorium full of a couple thousand college students, and the worship was okay, and the messages, you know, were okay. Um, struggled with really finding a church to go to during that time, too. So I feel like I just went really stagnant during that time. Mm. I didn't really backslide necessarily, but I wasn't really growing during that time. Um, you didn't feel like you were being spiritually fed no, enough yeah. to where you could grow. Yeah. Right, and that's not anyone else's job but mine. Right. Like, I'm ultimately in control of that, but I definitely wasn't, like, seeking that out. Mm. I was really busy with work, with school, with music, and then um, you had the beach right next to campus. There was and you're that. like, it's like calling yes. your name. You know, there was that. Yes, uh, 
again, back to the uh, pretty girls and in pursuit of the uh, future <laughs> wife, you know, so there was that as well, <laughs> occupying time. Um, luckily, I met my wife, Julia, my uh, freshman year, second semester. So, and then we dated from then on out. So the chasing girls thing ended very quickly when I found one. Um, but yeah, so after college, um, life kind of started almost immediately. Julia and I um, got married. A year after we were married, we had our first child. And then um, we moved back and forth, went to Cincinnati for a little while, lived there for a few years, got the call for uh, my law enforcement job, came back here and started working that. And really between those times with Cincinnati and the uh, law enforcement job, we got, we're stationed in the Bay Area. We kind of looked for churches, found one that we really liked, but I was working odd shifts and wasn't able to go to church. So still that stagnant kind of like, oh, I'm still doing well. I'm still believing the things I believe in, but I wasn't like really in it just mm-hmm. yet. And I feel like as soon as we came home and started going to Grace, then I started like really working on my relationship with Christ. And then from there, um, it's become really a, a, a daily thing for me, especially um, time in prayer. Uh, what what a what amazing things happen when you kind of quiet yourself and just pray. You know, mm-hmm. devotions I do okay with. <laughs> you know, when I'm doing well and, and my schedule is good, I'm there every morning. Right now, I'm about once or twice a week, but prayer is every day, every morning on the way to work. It takes me about forty five minutes to work to go to get to work, and I just pray most of that time, and it's really a good time for God to kind of express His will to me, kind of come up with ideas and, and, and stuff like that on what, what His will is for my life and, and this, the kind of influence I have. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's what it takes. It takes holding yourself accountable, right? Yeah. Because you, know? you don't have to go to church every Sunday to be the only place where you, you know, hear God's Word. You pray. Read, read your Bible, you know, mm-hmm. talk with him, you know, hold yeah. yourself accountable. And it's, it's very easy to neglect that sometimes. Yeah. If you're not around church family, if you're, you know, not seeking that yourself, mm-hmm. you know. And it sounds so generic too. Right? It, I, it's like, I know. I was okay, about to say, like, it sounds obvious, right? right? But I mean, it's something that we, um, you know, don't think about very often because right. we're just, you know, going through the motions maybe or something. Yeah. 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 So. It's so easy to go focus on something else that's more entertaining, that's more fun, that's more active to do. But right. all it takes, it doesn't have to be that long every day, just consistency. Mm-hmm. Just sit down 20 minutes a day, yeah. sit there, pray, read your Bible. Yeah. And well, for me, like, I am such a like creature of efficiency. Like, if I can make something efficient, oh man, that makes my <laughs> day. Oh, yeah. Like, if I can do two or three things, two or three things at one time, oh yeah, that's, yeah. I just, I'm like, <laughs> yes, you know? And so for me, that drive, that that morning commute, turn off the radio, and and just start talking to God. And for me, it really helped when I would just when I would pray out loud. So instead of kind of praying in my head, like I would just talk to to God, like He was sitting in the passenger seat of my car. And man, what a difference that made! Because you would kind of hear yourself talk, and then you were like, you could almost feel God saying, like, "Did you hear what you just said?" or are you really thinking about what you're praying about right now? Mm-hmm. Are you thinking about what that means in in, in concert with my will for your life? Are you, are you really, you know, are, are you just, did you just rehearse something in your head and you're right. reading a script, or are you actually trying to have a conversation right. with me, you know? Yeah, and yeah. then and then about a year into that, I'm like, I find myself getting into ruts where I'm like, I say the same thing every time. I open this prayer the same thing yeah. every time. I ask for 
you know, these things, and, and you kind of learn, like, okay, cool. And then in concert with your devotions, you read stuff about, like, you know, how Christ called us to pray. And you're like, okay, like, that's almost like a blueprint mm-hmm. for how to pray. Let's try to apply that, you know? And, and it was just, for me, praying out loud was huge. I'm sure I look like a weirdo driving <laughs> on the freeway, and I'm, like, talking to myself in the car, maybe... Yeah, they probably just assume you're on the phone. If that's the I, weirdest uh, thing you have to do in your life, then right. I, would just, I would take that. Right, <laughs> so right. That's probably Actually, the least weirdest thing, because there's no one else there, so it's... Right. Well, I think I've... Now that you said that, there was... There's been a couple of times where I've been talking, and I literally went to my steering wheel to hang up the phone after <laughs> praying, because, like, I, like, I've been on the phone, you know, yeah. talking to somebody. Um, and I was, but just not on the phone. But it was... It's... That if 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 there was one thing I could recommend for for somebody that praying out loud, you know, oh my goodness, what a difference that made for me, big time. That's cool. Um, so, what has the Lord been teaching you or reminding you of in the past year? Ooh. If you can kind of sum that up, or so the past year has been a roller coaster, uh, <laughs> to say the least. Right? Word. Um, you can say uh, that again. <laughs> we yeah. came into Satellite Ministries a few years ago. It's been, what, two or two or so years now? Two, three years, something like that. Um, and without stating the obvious, um, I, I would say the biggest takeaway from the past year has been God's will, not mine. God's will, not my churches, not my friends, not my anybody. And you, you just go down the list and name everybody important in your life. And it is God's will first. And so when I was praying for things in this past year as far as um, what's going on with my family or what's going on with um, Julia's internship or uh, the worship ministries or satellite ministries, you, you plug in all the stuff that um, that's happened in the last year, and it's literally been, what is God's will in that? Not what is my will. And so once I realized that and made that transition in my head, what a difference what a difference that's made. And then it's really kind of relaxing too, because you kind of develop the stress and this anxiety of like, well, what am I going to do? What's, you know, what's my next step in life? What's all this stuff? And instead of saying, what's my next step, what's, what's God's will in my life? What's his next step in my life? And when you open that up and you, you just, you doors start opening, mm-hmm. you know? And that was really my prayer too, is um, I, I took a promotional exam for work and my prayer was his will, not mine. And if it is his will, open that door. And if it's not his will, then slam that door. I don't like these, like, <laughs> the door's cracked. I may yeah. be able to pry it open, you know? No, open it or shut it. And so God slammed the door in my face on the promotional stuff, and that's exactly what I had prayed for. And I was very thankful for that. Embarrassing a little bit that I couldn't pass a promotional exam, maybe, to some, but to me that was exactly what I wanted exactly what I wanted. And then looking back, in hindsight, there was no way I could have promoted. No way. With everything that's happened in the past few years, because promotion meant me leaving, me going back to the Bay Area, Mm. going back to Los Angeles, going back to a graveyard shift, back to the beginning of seniority, and having to not be here on Sunday mornings, not be able to help with worship, not be able to help with satellite. And God knew that's no way you could do that right now. The church needs you to be here right now and to support Julia and, and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. So it's, yeah, his will, not mine. Well, in the worldly view, we want our our will, our view, what we want, we want it. Right. But that's not always what God wants. And right. so we have to realize that and surrender it to him and 
just follow him. Right. Well, and then too, like as a as an as a parent, you really get to see another perspective on God's will. And so, as a parent, I look at my kid, and if I if I allowed my kid to do whatever they wanted, eat whatever they wanted, what would that look like? Well, yeah, my my seven year old would want to eat cake for breakfast. He tried this morning. <laughs> he was like, "Hey, Dad, there's a cookie left over. Can Anarchy. I have that for breakfast?" What do you mean I can't have pizza, ice cream, right. candy? <laughs> Mom's for breakfast. not home. You're in charge this morning, Dad. Right? Or you know, we're gonna play video games all day as a kid. And as a parent, you look at that and you say, those things are cool in their time and in their place, but right now you're going to have to eat healthy for a longevity or, or you know, for a laundry list of reasons. You can't play video games all day because in five years, you're, you're all the things that are going to, that's going to create. You can't eat cake every meal <laughs> and ice cream because <laughs> what that's going to create in five years. And I feel like God, like it, it, you flip that and you say like, I'm the child in that scenario. And God the Father, you know, is the, is the is the parental figure in that, and He's looking at me like, no, you can't have your desires every minute of the day, because when mm. you do, look what's going to happen to you in five years. And as a child, I don't understand that, and my children right. don't understand that. They're just in the here and now, and so it's kind of an interesting perspective for me, because then I'm like, put myself in my kids' perspective, and understand that I don't understand necessarily what's going on right at this very, very moment and how that's going to affect me, but God does. And so really letting go of that, that those, those kind of selfish needs and desires and understanding that God's got it, and it really just lowers like my anxiety, lowers my stress, and allows me to just kind of operate like, I just need to follow His will, and well, He'll take care of it. You've had more experiences than your kids, and God has had more experiences than us, and so... Mm-hmm. Obviously, we know more because we've experienced more, we've dealt with more, we've seen more, and so it's it's all about experience and yep. knowing what is could happen or how it will happen, and so. Mm-hmm. That's interesting, yeah, that you, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, mentioned uh, hindsight, because I think that's the biggest point of where we, where we uh, realize humility is mm-hmm. in hindsight of where if we would have not followed God's, God's will or listened to what he was telling us, here's where we would be. And, you know, and we can rest on the fact that God has our best interest in mind. Mm-hmm. He, he loves us that much. Right. And so that's, well, and when that's awesome. And when something catastrophic happens or some, some big change in your life happens, I think it's a movie quote. I'm not sure what movie it is, but it's really stuck with me. It's that um, what happened happened and couldn't have happened any other way. Mm-hmm. And once that's happened... God, that there was a reason for that, and hindsight is a great, um, gosh, what, how do I say it? It's a great way to see God's will in your life. When you look back, even sometimes it's just a reminder of yes. you know, here's where God really was working, and I can yep. I can um, share that with other people. Yep. Yeah. Well, it's just like my promotional exam. Hindsight was God's will. I mean, yeah. you look back, and I can see God's will in the last two years of my life, because you're like, yeah, because I never would, I never should have promoted. Had I known what was coming, I never even wouldn't, wouldn't have even taken the test, hmm. you know? But I had a desire to, I studied hard and all that stuff, and God was like, yeah, it's fine, you know? <laughs> but that's not going to happen, and that's okay. So. Gives you a little loving flick. Yes. On nope. the head. Nope. <laughs> nope. Cute, uh, but um, no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what is one... Th- uh, what is one thing, one area you want to grow in in the next year? Um, I don't know. Maybe being... Uh, Could be anything, really. 
Yeah. It seemed, a year seems like so far away at today's pace, you know? <laughs> if you haven't noticed, I get into a habit of, of just like finding the limit of things I can be involved in, and then I hit that limit, and then I have to fall fall off a little bit, you know? So, uh, man, I, I don't know. Um, maybe taking care of myself a little bit better. I have a, I have a habit of, of trying to serve others and, and serve my family so much so that sometimes I neglect myself. And so I'm like, well, sleeping's for, you know, sleeping's for the dead kind of thing. You know, I will stay up till 11 o'clock at night if I have to do what I have to do, you know, um, and maybe taking some time, you know, like today where I'm, I'm, I'm kind of taking care of me today and being a little selfish every once in a while. Um, I could probably do better at that. When I'm, when I'm at my best, I'm working out every day. I'm in my Bible every day. And those sometimes feel selfish because it's time by myself, not with my kids, not with my family. Um, but it's something that's very necessary too. Because a healthy me who's in good shape and in the word is a better father, is a better friend and all that kind of stuff. A healthy, a healthy individual is able to foster healthy others. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's really, it's really important to remember that because, you know, if you're not healthy yourself, how can you take on mm-hmm. the emotions, the problems, or be, you know, a light for somebody else when you, you know, you need that from someone else, mm-hmm. you know, you're not doing very well yourself. And that's, right. that's, yeah. Yeah. And your kids see you as a role model. And so your actions and how you act and how you take care of yourself and how you are every day, that's, they're going to remember that. And that's, going to become ingrained even if they don't realize it mm-hmm. it becomes ingrained in them and so then they may eventually take in that habit and so taking care of yourself is really important so that you can show your kids hey this is how you should be obviously you should be for, there for your family for your kids for mm-hmm. your wife but you should also take care of yourself so that you're able to be the best version of yourself mm-hmm. for them right well and then showing them what healthy selfish acts look like you know, the Bible speaks so much on being selfless, and that's extremely important. But you can't neglect yourself completely. You do need to take care of yourself. You do right. need to have a day or so where you do nothing, and you just kind of recoup and regroup to get back out there and, and serve God's kingdom. Mm-hmm. You know, And like you said, if, it's, if you're not there, if, if you're not practiced up and, and, and rested up and ready to serve, then what kind of role model are you going to be for others? What kind of service are you really going to be able to provide to others? And that can translate into any relationship in your life, you know, whether it's family, whether it's a romantic thing, whether it's anything, you know, if you're not, if you're not a hundred percent with yourself, you can't, how can you be a hundred percent for somebody else or try to be? Yeah. So. Absolutely. Well, and it even transitions into your hobbies, like for leading worship. If you're not rested enough, you might start to, fall apart or like you can't remember or you're like oh shoot I need to go up or oh shoot I was supposed to play this or like it's it just distracts you because your mind isn't focused and as sharp as it should be yep absolutely um let's see what advice would you like to give young adults that may be listening uh on a few things dating career pursuits marriage and children and their relationship with Jesus so you want me to hit all five of those right now, or you just kind of no, go we'll one just, at a time? We'll, we'll go one at a time, but I just kind of listed all of them at once. Okay. Uh, what was the first one? Dating. Uh, dating. Dating. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> um, with dating, uh, that's that's really um, one of the best 
best piece of advice I got from my youth pastor was I'd be dating someone and he would, he'd be asking about that relationship, you know, and I, and he would ask me, um, are you, do you see yourself marrying this person? And I'd be like, well, no, no, I just don't like, I like this girl. And he'd be like, what are you doing? Then, yeah, yeah. then, then what are you doing? <clears throat> yeah. And I was like, well, that's kind of an interesting perspective, right? Yeah. So yeah, I guess I'm, if I'm not going to marry this girl, then what, what am I doing? We're kind of wasting everybody's time. And not that like the first date needs to be a marriage application and that no. you're going to propose to this girl in two months because that's definitely not going to work. Right. Uh, it's done for some <laughs> that's, people. That's but not usually a smart idea. To no, no. Um, so yeah, so kind of have that perspective of do I see myself in in a marriage-type relationship with this person? And if I don't, then, you know... Why drag it on? Right. And then as far as time, the more time you spend with somebody, the more authentic, the more authentic person you're going to see. So if you're, I can put on a face for a month or two. I can, I can create this alternate, almost personality or persona that I am this and I am that, and I'm just this bubbly, fun personality. And then it takes about three to six months, and then all of a sudden you see the real person. I was going to say, yeah, the yeah. average is like three or four months yeah. to where you start seeing, you know, somebody how they really are, how they're authentically like, yes. you know. Yeah. how they per- personify themselves. Yep. Yeah. And so once you've seen that person and you're the same way, I mean you're you're always putting your best foot forward and especially when you're meeting new people or you see, you know, someone who's attractive or whatever. You get past that honeymoon phase. Yes. So. And now you're to the to the real the real person, the real genuine person, then that's the time to say can I see myself marrying someone like this? Cuz this is we're talking about more than 4 to 6 months. We're talking about a lifetime. <laughs> lifetime, you know. <laughs> And so that is that's that would be my advice for that. What's the next one? Um, career pursuits. Career pursuits. Um, the cheesiest line I ever heard that, heard that stuck with me since I was in second grade. It was one of those cheesy announcements. You know how they do like the morning announcements? And yeah. They give you like some, Sometimes those are the best ones. Oh, yeah. Second grade. Do something. Find something you love and you'll never work a day in your life. And so for me, that was it. Like I heard that in second grade and I was like, well, what do I love doing? I love playing sports. I'm going to be a professional football player. That didn't work out. <laughs> so I said, well, I love helping people. I love driving fast cars. I love, <laughs> you know, catch, catching the bad guys from a very juvenile perspective. And so how can I do that for a job? Well, that was that was easy. That was an easy choice. So f- finding something that you really, really enjoy, just like dating, you're going to get past that honeymoon phase of a job, and you're going to realize this is my day-to-day, and I'm going to do this for the next 30, 40, 50 years. Is this something I really love doing? And I've seen that personally with some of my friends and family where they were told, what's your plan? What's your plan? What's your plan? They finally enact that plan. They go to college. They get into this profession, and then they get in the profession. The profession they're like, this is horrible. Mm-hmm. And I got to do this for the next how many years? You know? And so finding something that's that you enjoy doing, you really enjoy doing, that's where it's at. At the beginning of your career, though, you have to understand that you're not going to be doing the glamorous work. Mm-mm. Every single job has dirty work. And as the new guy or gal, you are going to do the work no one else wants to do. Eventually, you get to the point where you realize that, okay, cool, I'm doing the stuff that I signed up for. But that's not going to... And so making sure you don't have that short-sighted, short-sightedness to your job. But yeah. Well, that's how they find out if you're worthy enough for the job. If you right. can handle all the dirt and gritty and horrible stuff that they throw at you, you should be able to handle the stuff that they're going to promote you towards. And so, right. well, and it's and it's and it's perspective too, right? It's the same that you know Christ came came to live with us. 
literally understands us to the point because he he literally walked this ground and lived with us. Not that he, he lived had our to, lives. but he lived our lives. He knows what it's like. Knows what it's like to be persecuted. Knows what it's like to to die the horrible death that he he died. He literally knows it. And when as a new new employee in a new career, and he, as you go through and promote, you're going to look back at that guy sweeping the shop floor. And you're going to know what he's going through. You're going to know what it feels like to clock in a date. And, oh, man, I got to do. I got to take out all the trashes today. <laughs> or I got to do all the dirty work. You And you're a better supervisor for it. Mm-hmm. You know, If they just promoted you straight to CEO, you're not going to have any perspective on what people underneath you are doing. Well, you're not going to have any respect for those that are below you. No. Right. No. Unless, and some do, but most don't. So, you know, the guy that works up from the bottom usually has the most respect and realizes. Mm-hmm. And if you're the person that realizes that and holds on to it after you move on, mm-hmm. it's even better. Some guys, oh, I can't wait till I move on. They move on and they forget what they used to do. And then they look down on, oh, that guy screwed up. What the heck? He screwed my day up. So now my day is horrible. I don't yeah. like him. So, right. Well, and then too, like it also, like I, growing up, I did dirty jobs just like everybody else. Um, Pastor Stephen Elliott and I, we worked at the city swim or uh, city pool in Porterville. And we had to clean toilets and take out trash and Ooh. do all that stuff. Ugh. But what that's created is, is if I'm in a restroom or if I'm walking through somewhere, I don't leave a mess behind me. Because mm-hmm. I remember what it was like to clean up stuff off the ground in a bathroom, you know, or whatever. You, you fill in the blank. And as a potential boss, I'm walking through my office and I'm picking up slack where I see it needs to be picked up because I know it needs to get done. And it's not beneath me to go take out the trash, or it's not beneath me to go grab a room and clean something up, you know? And that's, it's only going to get worse, or it's going to yes. become someone else's problem. Right. And you think about that from a new employee's perspective. He sees the boss walking around taking out the trash. Okay, that's somebody I can that's respect. That's encouraging. Yep. Very encouraging. Yep. Yeah. I'm going to work hard for that guy. Right. You tend to respect that guy mm-hmm. better. Yep. So. Um, let's see. Next one is marriage and children. Choose your words wisely. Right. Julia will Julia. most likely hear this. I feel like she's listening right now. Like, And I, I'm pretty sure we're on the other side of the wall from her office anyway. She's probably got like a... I'd say, I heard voices talking, but I feel like she's just playing something on the speaker. She's got a stethoscope so up to the wall. She can hear us. <laughs> yes. She's wiretapping. Yes, definitely. Are you wired up, Brandon? For that. Anyway. Does she know what we're saying? Yes, probably. Um, marriage and children. Um yeah, it, it really goes back to dating, you know, and, and making sure that you really thought about and, and pursued somebody that you were, that you thought about this before you got into this kind of situation, especially same thing with kids, right? Um, kids aren't always planned. And and having that perspective when you're dating somebody is, is this going to be somebody I can spend the rest of my life with and then raise children with? Huge, huge questions, you know. Um, people's philosophy on raising kids are often very different. And sometimes you'll be dating somebody, and man, this this person, this girl is the coolest person I've ever met. And and then you're like, you hear them say something about their theories on raising children, and you're like, that's I disagree with that. Like, really disagree with that. And that's a deal breaker, and it should be, because you guys got to be on the same page. Um, marriage is such a team environment. Um, it's probably one of the most, like, selfless. A healthy marriage is one of the most selfless um, relationships that you should have. Mm. Um, you should just constantly be seeking to serve each other. And when you do that, everybody's winning because you're being served, she's being served. Um, and then that just translates into your children. 
You're raising your children to be selfless like you guys are. You're working as a community, not as an individual. And for kids, that is super hard to understand. Everything about children is selfish. You know, everything revolves around them. It's just part of their brain. It's part of their maturity. And so teaching them to be selfless is very, very hard because <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> they're just constantly fighting over who's first, who gets the piece, you know, the biggest all piece about of me. cake. Yeah, it's all about me. And that's just, that's how their brains are wired. And getting them to transition into being selfless is is really hard. But um, but yeah, that's kind of kind of my thing on that. The last thing is your um, young adult's relationship with Jesus. Um, honestly, that's all that matters. Everything else will come from that. Mm-hmm. I tell I tell Julia all the time if if my kids end up being nothing more than a manager at a Burger King, but they're on fire for Christ. I've done my job. Doors will open. God will present his will to you when you're in concert with him. And so understanding that and going and, and going from there is really all that matters for 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 that. Well, very nice. Um looks like we're kind of out of time here, so we need to wrap wrap oh, it up. Bummer. But <laughs> but uh yeah, maybe you'll think, be able to come back sometime. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we'll have a uh, another episode where you make a reappearance. Ooh. Who knows? I don't know. Yes. But Sam's shaking his head yes, so down. maybe. Yeah. The, bo- the boss said <laughs> pretty sure. So. <laughs> Anyways, yes. Thank you for coming. Thank you for yeah. um, sharing your life stories and, uh, yeah, just being being great. Yeah. We, it was we a thank great you. time, and thank you for being here. Yeah, happy to, have, happy to be here, guys. Thanks for having me.